It's a well-known fact that smoking isn't good for your health, but can it also harm your career? The answer may surprise you. Joining us is Jody Prochaska, Associate Professor of Medicine at the Stanford University School of Medicine. You're lead author of a research study that looked into the employment of smokers versus non-smokers. Let's get to the results. What did you find in your study? We found that smokers were at a serious disadvantage for finding work. Their likelihood of being reemployed was 30% lower than the non-smokers. And then among those smokers who did find employment, they earned on average $5 less per hour than the non-smokers. Among the smokers, when we asked them how they prioritized their discretionary spending, they more prioritized tobacco, the number one on their list, compared to other things that might help them find work. For example, grooming needs, cell phone costs, transportation costs, and so forth. Very interesting. These were primarily cigarette smokers, or, or didn't you really get that specific? We were specific. So they had to be daily cigarette users, so that it would be something that would be more easily detected, perhaps by scent, if a hiring manager smells smoke on them. And we excluded people who were daily marijuana users, because there is a higher co-occurrence of marijuana use among smokers, and we didn't want that to contaminate the findings. What was the difference in terms of the salary paid to the uh, smokers versus non-smokers? We did it at an hourly rate because not everybody was working full-time. What we found is for the sample, on average, they were working 32 hours per week if they were re-employed. And then among smokers, their hourly wage was about $15 per hour compared to about $20 per hour for the non-smokers. Was it just a large group of different ages or was there a focus there? They could be any age over 18. The sample average, 49 years of age for non-smokers, 46 for current smokers, but there was a variance around that. And then in our models, because we did see that smokers and non-smokers differed on a number of variables, we did something called propensity score analysis, which is a sophisticated statistical technique whereby we essentially matched our smokers and non-smokers so that we were comparing apples to apples. We even excluded some of the sample where we saw that a smoker could never really be just like a non-smoker or a non-smoker like a smoker so that those individuals weren't pulling the effect. I think for anyone listening who works in an office building, most of them are no-smoking zones. And so you'll see people gathering around the front door of the building, you know, the sort of the smokers club there. I wonder if that might have been also a factor with employers, because it's obviously very easy to see who smokes in that type of a situation. Right. There is increasingly a movement for employers trying to limit the amount of smoking in their workforce, either by not allowing smoke at work or by promoting smoking cessation, by giving incentives for employees to quit, or also by screening out applicants who report smoking or who screen positive for nicotine or cotinine, which is a metabolite of nicotine that stays in the body longer. Why that concern has been there is because there's data to show that smokers, on average, tend to cost employers about $5,000 more per year due to things like being absent from work, taking more breaks, and also the health care costs. Perhaps we have someone listening who is a smoker and is concerned that this might actually be hindering their career advancement, what advice would you have? I mean, it's not easy to just quit smoking cold turkey. Right. I mean, some people do quit cold turkey, certainly, but absolutely I would encourage them to seek help if they do need support. 
that there are medications available to help people quit smoking. Easy first step would be to talk to your healthcare provider if you have someone. And then also you can call the 1-800-QUIT-LINE, which is 1-800-QUIT-NOW. And that's a free service that's offered throughout the U.S. Having done this research, what are your next steps? Are you looking to do more research into this area? Yes, we have a study right now in the field where we are surveying hiring managers so that we can get a better sense of implicit and explicit biases towards smokers and to better understand the policies that are in place. And then a second study where we're taking the evidence here and now evaluating in a randomized controlled design, working with all job seekers who are smokers, giving a smoking cessation intervention and seeing if helping them quit smoking helps them find work more quickly. Jody Prochaska, Associate Professor of Medicine at the Stanford University School of Medicine. This is really fascinating, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. We've reached the end of another InfoTrack radio broadcast. Our show is produced by Syndication Networks in Chicago with Internet services by Pear.com. Our thanks to InfoTrack reporter Roy Mackey. Our executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. Catch us next time on another edition of InfoTrack.